Roadshow, episode number 420. That's right. My name is ah, John Morgan. I'm Co- fucking stoned. Cold coffee is with me. We're firing up the Cypress Hill. <laughs> Phone 20. That's a pretty good little bong that there. Is, I like that. That's good I was, bong water. You know, I might have I might have done a few of those in my lifetime. To <laughs> once be able to or mimic twice. Once or twice. Once or twice. Yes, it is episode number 420. Now, had it been episode number 420 on 420, I would have probably have to say we'd have to give in at we'd that have to point. Actually, yeah. We'd have to just fire it up. Instead, we were sitting here at uh, The Link. That's what this is called, right? Yeah, The, the Link, Link Hotel. At the Link Hotel. We yeah, because if we up. were at the Casa de Cold Coffee, I actually got some. We got some. Uh, never mind. It's totally legal. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's totally legal. Oh, yeah, we got vape pens. We're not getting tested. Yeah. <laughs> we're not getting tested. In fact, we're it, out of out of competition. We're, you know what? We're good to go. We were, ce- we were celebrating in uh, in the state of Nevada. The Athletic Commission here is actually about to just remove testing of marijuana entirely from wow. the state's uh, coding. That's That's been Which, uh, much a long, needed. A long time coming. <laughs> much needed. Uh, yeah, we'll see if the, we can get you out of there at some point. But, yes, we just wrapped up uh, a wonderful media day here at uh, PFL – 2023 PFL3. That's It'll be it. The first, uh, the first fights for both the lightweight and welterweight divisions, and we'll definitely talk about that here momentarily because I thought we had some pretty good interviews today. Pretty, pretty solid media day. You know, you've been at a couple of these now. This is my first one for the season, uh, but it was fun. Uh, not at. Do we know why they're doing it here at the link? Are, are all the fighters staying here in the fight? They are the, staying here. So the fights are staying at the link, but then the fights are at the Virgin the Hotels. Virgin. Which is the same place the UFC was. I imagine cost. Probably just room maybe. rates. Room, yeah. room rate and the conference the, space. I mean, they got plenty of conference space over there. I'm, I'm imagining probably between the two of them, um, this is maybe just cheaper yeah. between the other one. But there's nothing but, wrong with saving cost. Logistically, it's probably easier to get to the theater over at the Virgin right. than here because this is right smack dab in the middle of everything. And we're getting a ton of construction right now. We were yeah. just kind of talking about it. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, Las Vegas right now, obviously there's always a little bit of traffic around the Strip and that sort of thing, but they're repaving yeah. everything for the F1 race that's going to be here in November. So they're tearing up all the roads, and they have to lay them down to a certain specification. And so uh, I know a lot of people are very excited about the F1 race coming here in November, but I know there are a lot of people right now that are a little frustrated with yeah. the uh, amount of construction going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I dig it. I dig it. I think it's kind of cool. But, yeah, I mean, the – the crazy construction shit's been going, and that coupled with the whole fact of the whole I-15 corridor stuff that they've been doing, just traffic around here is just absolutely oh, yeah. nuts. Yep. So yeah, when they said that they were doing media day down here, I was like, oh, how much do we really want <laughs> well, to go down and there? And that is the reason we are not at the Casa de Cold Coffee as much <laughs> as we'd normally like to be chilling at the expansive grounds yes. and maybe having the uh, <laughs> beverage director drop us <laughs> off a couple of uh, frosty beverages. We yes, just decided, yes. you know what? We're instead of piling into rush hour traffic and trying to get back over to your place. Uh, let's get this done here. And so we set up in an, in an empty conference room. Now with it's the, empty. With the, uh, the backdrop is still there, a very lovely hue of blue there with all the fine sponsors as he punches chances on there. Bruce Ooh, Buffer's brand. Way to go, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Buffer staying involved. Just for men. Just for men. Bose, TNNS, I've uh, never Marines. heard of. I don't know what that is. Marines. They got Bud Light, Geico. Celsius Energy Drinks, Air Force Reserve, Next Level. Shout out to all the uh, PFL sponsors. Yeah, good shit. Which one was a Bud Light that just got shot up by uh, Kid Rock? Yes. He's so crazy. He's so crazy, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. That's a whole nother discussion. I want to preview a little bit of the PFL, but I have to talk about it because it happened right as we were uh, uh, getting ready for this uh, this media day to start, and and maybe it was because they. They knew it was episode number 420. The Diaz brothers had to get involved. <laughs> and uh, we, we've got Jake Paul and Nate Diaz 
August 5th in Dallas, Texas, by the way. I'm a little bit excited about that because that means I'll go out there and see my family anytime there's a big event in uh, Las Vegas. But I don't know. So you're going to go to it? In Las Vegas, I should say. Yeah, but it's, it's in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, if it was somewhere else, because I, I haven't really been covering these kind of crossover boxing, yeah. but I, I will say, and I, and I guess that's why I want to get kind of your reaction to this because um, this one, this one, so some of Jake Paul's fights have intrigued me. Some of them haven't. Some of yeah. them I, I haven't. I haven't cared about at all. This one, I'll admit, I do care about the involvement of Nate Diaz. Um, I, I'm into this one. I'm into yeah. this one. I mean, there's always for all of them. There's always been some sort of sort of like a a bit of a wow factor, just at varying varying levels. This one, for sure. Uh, you know, in terms of if there was a guy that people have talked about for a long time, um, you know, having great boxing skills and good hands and toughness, it's definitely been Nate. But you know, just like I said, you know, people have been talking for a long time. You know, this guy's been in this in the sport and fighting for a long time. Yes, I would have rather this, you know, this sort of matchup with a younger cat happened 10, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Yes, it certainly follows the um, the the template that yes. Jake's been doing, finding a a a side worthy opponent that's uh, you know either recently retired or long time retired. It seems. Um, and still doing this stuff, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not happy about the size difference. Yeah, um, to, for anybody that doesn't know, it is eight rounds, and it will be contested at 185 pounds. Yeah, uh, which Jake Paul will be cutting down to that. Cutting down, and obviously Nate Diaz. I imagine that's probably about where he walks around at, maybe. Yeah, or he's gonna be straight smoking and going to buffets, and then just like, because <laughs> you know, I wonder. I I think there's the part of him, of course, that he's gonna give his all when he gets in there. But regardless, I mean, I think Nate just understands this is a big fat payday. Huge payday. You know, is he gonna is he gonna treat this at the same level when he was, you know, hungry to get a title or do whatever? I don't think he cares whether he wins or not. He wants to put on a good show. He's gonna go out there. I don't think he's gonna. Um, he's not going to quit, but does he? At the end of the day, is he going to be sad when he's go- looking at his bank account and 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 say if he loses, he's not, you know? So do I think he's going to put the same effort of where he was early on in his career, you know, when he was trying to rise up the ranks in the division? I just don't think he, I don't think we're going to get the same preparation, and I'm fine with that. I mean, this is a guy that recently retired. And he wants to have some fun and, and make some big paychecks, and this is a great chance to do this. So I mean. I'm not going in with any expectations of like, oh, I, you know, like, cause well, one, we've had so many letdowns. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need, I don't need the MMA guy to win. You know, I want him to go out there and have fun, and and I know he's going to do that. But also, I won't be surprised if if he doesn't look at peak form, because in my opinion, he's probably just going to do do his thing, and then show up and give 100% of what he's got at that time, right. you know. He's going to put on a show. He's going to he's going to uh, make the pre-fight entertaining, you know right. what I mean? He's going to do all the He'll things talk that to he talk. does. He carry we've seen yeah. it over and over again, man. He carries an audience with him, man. Yeah. It's incredible the way the fans rally around Nate Diaz. I I'm I'm interested in it, but it sound, I was looking to see if I had seen any opening odds yet. Now this is a this is a boxing match that had been talked about for years and years. So I'm sure um, if odds aren't I can't find any right now. I'm sure they're yeah. probably ready to launch them. Immediately, because this is something odds makers have known was going to happen for a while. But um, it sounds like from the hesitancy in your voice that you're probably echoing the same sentiments that I have that uh, this is a tough assignment for Nate Diaz. It's real tough. Yeah. I mean, if I'd put my money on it right now, as much as I love Diaz and I love everything he does, he's coming in as the underdog in yep. this. I mean, um, and just it's just size, youth. Um, size and youth is a huge part. I mean, it's it's big. I mean, it's big. I mean, but you know, in terms of toughness and who if pushed against the walls, willing to push themselves to the end, 
he's got he's got Jake beat in the in the terms of heart by spades. He just oh, yeah. it blows him out of the water. 100%. But that doesn't win a fight. Yeah. You know, um He's got to avoid trouble early, right? That's what right. I think is not get hurt early. And the same thing when we saw the last fight. I mean, Jake stays busy enough that he starts adding up points. He starts adding up points and then it felt like even with like um Silva, he was it was a little too late, you know. Right. He started putting it on afterwards, you know, yep. in terms of Silva actually finally starting to get things going, um, and that's the kind of thing. I don't see Nate going out there and just trying to push the pace. I, I see him just kind of, you know, that's not really his picking style. His shot. It's not his style, you know, and that doesn't bode well for what we've seen Jake be able to do. And then, let alone if you're going there with, against a bigger guy who's going to be trying to come forward, I I think. Jake's going to probably go in there thinking, well, hmm, when was the last time I've seen him knock anybody out? And I think he's going to probably go in there thinking that he's already fought harder punchers um, than Nate. Right. You know, but the thing about Nate's style, what what tends to get him the wins in a lot of MMA, it's all those little shots building up, building up, building up. Right. But you got to stay busy to do that, you know, and uh, in this format, you know, it just, I don't know. I mean, Jake just. Again, I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to come in there worried about punching. And I, and, uh, I don't know. It, it's a it's a tall order. I mean, I agree. I definitely think Nate, if he if he is doesn't come in, in as an underdog, I would be surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised if on on a fight like this that the bookies do some weird shit with the numbers. And I wouldn't be surprised that the numbers fluctuate. Hmm. Of course, the MMA people are going to want Nate and going to say, "Oh, yeah, this is legit." the best guy that we've seen him up against. I mean, Silva had some great fucking hands. So, I mean, that's that's tough for people to try to say, you know, just that Nate easily is the is the best hands out of anybody that, you know, Paul's tried to, to go against. But in terms of this fight would have been a hell of a lot different had it happened 10, 15 years ago oh, when you got a much younger, um, more sprite, if you will, um, Nate Diaz than what we're seeing, you know. And obviously, if it was a mixed martial arts contest, you'd favor Nate Diaz all day. All day long. All day long. All but, day long. But it's a boxing match. Better than any of the other guys, probably, just in terms of, you know, his wildness. But, I mean, we've seen him start bleeding recently and other stuff. I mean, that's the kind of stuff in boxing that can get a fight to end. Right. You know, I mean, if he opens up, if Jake's able to open up and say he just starts bleeding from past scar tissue and all that other kind of stuff, boxing won't let it go as far as, like, some of the MMA guys. And I don't even know. I mean, if they depending on how good the cut man, if should something happen, um, you almost got to be extra good at what you do in boxing as opposed to MMA because MMA, they're used to bleeding. They're used to a lot of other stuff. We've seen people practically lose half of their blood, you know, and we just saw the fight that just got – put into the Hall of Fame with Rory McDonald oh, and, and Lawler. Like, legendary. that fight was just – I think everybody in the venue smelt, like, the blood yeah. on the canvas and stuff. In boxing, if it got to even a tenth of that, the fight's off. Yep. You know, it won't happen. So, there's all these little weird factors that, you know, you just kind of wish that the fight would have happened earlier before a lot of things. But, you know <laughs> – Good on Jake for for staying with the template, and I'm happy for Nate because Nate's going to get another huge paycheck. And uh, well, that's what I really love about this. If, if you read the press release, Nate. So first of all, both Jake Paul and Nate both refer to uh, Nate going back to the UFC afterwards. Jake Jake's like, hey, I'm going to beat him up and then send him back to Dana. Nate's like, hey, man, I, you know, I'm going to take care of this kid and then I'm going to go get my belts back. But I love that because, you yeah. know, I think about, like, the position that Francis Ngannou's in where it feels like 
the bridges are burned, you know what I mean? And, and I, you know, I understand there was some tense negotiating along the way, some hurt feelings and all that, and I get that. But I love the fact that the way Nate is doing this, it seems like it leaves the door open for him to come back. Because really, we know we got to see that Conor McGregor fight at some point. Like, we have to see that fight happen again. And, you know, maybe they end up doing it outside of the UFC and they try to do it on their own promotion. But I think if you can have the UFC involved and the machine that they are, it's good. Um, but the way that he handled this is it leaves it open for them to come back and do it again. And I think that is – I don't know, man. That to, that to me is just shrewd business work to be like, hey, I am going to go compete outside of the UFC, but I'm still going to maintain my relationship with the UFC, and I'll come back and and, – and, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't end up going. Maybe, maybe this payday is so good and it opens up doors for other offers that he never goes back to the UFC. But I love it at least for now. The door is open. Yeah. The door is open. Yeah, I think I think he did a great job. I think that, that last press conference that he did, I mean, he was if if there's ever a perfect gentleman version of Nate Diaz, that last presser that he did on his exit, I thought it was probably some the best Diaz comments and presser stuff that we've ever got. And that kind of made me sad. I was like, Where's this guy been all these years? Right. You know, like we would have loved to actually hearing like heartfelt Diaz instead of the, like, you know, F you guys, I'm just doing this so I don't get fined Diaz. Um, a couple of those along the way. Yeah, we had, definitely had a few of those. Maybe you had to wait once or twice, yeah. a, little, a, little, a little past the scheduled start time. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I realistically don't see him coming back to the UFC, but if the, if the door is there to, for a bargaining chip, I just don't see um, – because, I mean, where do you factor him in to try to bring him back in the mix? And depending on how much time goes away, I just – I think that ship has sailed, yep. um, you know, whether or not um, th- there's an opening or whether or not Dana's finally said, no, guys, he's done, he's done, and uh, whether he hasn't said that or anything. I just I, I just don't see um, – because even if he did come back, I mean, as much as I love the dude, um, he's not going to be a – we saw recently while he was still in there. Right. I mean, he's not beating the guys at the top of the division to get near the title. So it's like, no. do you go back – I, just, I mean, I, got, I guess I got, if you go back just to get get big fights and yeah, get yeah, money, yeah. I get that. But I mean, he didn't seem all that happy while he was there because he wasn't getting these these. I guess he wasn't upset that he wasn't getting title fights. He wasn't getting the the biggest key matchups that he thought would bring him the money. Right. You know. But who who is that now? Currently in that division? Well, I we got to like, see the Connor fight again. But that's it. That, that's it. But and and to be honest you with you, though. I want to see that. Maybe this is weird because maybe it shouldn't matter. But like, that's one fight I want to see from Connor. Definitely want to see. Oh, I want from both I mean, those guys. That's yeah, one fight I want to see. From both I mean, because when I think about Connor, I'm like, I really there's nobody that I'm like pining for him to see him fight. I mean, I'd like to see. Uh, well, Jose, but Jose's gone. I would have liked to have seen that fight yeah. because I would like to see him have actually another chance to see if that. But if he got starts again in seconds, I'd be like, well, just not meant to be. <laughs> but uh, this is. I mean, this is another one I would want to see. But. Again, you know, besides that, I, I don't care if I don't see. No, you know, I, I gotta see Connor that. I, I, fighting there again. I, I want to see that fight, and I want I want to see it happen in the UFC. Like I, I don't know, I just feel like it's. It, 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 I mean, if they were to do it, I mean, if, it, again, and I've heard a lot that they've talked about the possibility of promoting it on their own or yeah. doing it with their own organizations. Yeah. Obviously, you have Real Fight Inc. Uh, I'm know, not opposed to that. McGregor Sports and Entertainment, they could come together. But you know how like those the, the events just don't feel like the same. Like they don't quite. They don't. Yeah. They, you, you know. UFC's a machine, right? They got the whole process down. They got it oiled yeah, sure. and, and good, and it, it just feels big, you know. And then, then you come in, and well, somebody was trying to save some money on lighting, so they didn't get the good lighting rig, and you know, and it just yeah. all that stuff happens, and it ends up not like feeling right, you yeah. know what I mean? No, but I, if they can pocket get, a lot more money, then pocket a lot it. more money. I mean, if that's what makes the fight happen, 
I'm like, hell, let them do it. I mean, I mean, if that's the way that they can get the biggest pay money, I mean, honestly, like, you know, like I've joked about time and time again, in terms of like actually being at an event, half the time I'm stuck in a room smaller than the room we're <laughs> yeah, right now watching care. the fights on the TV. Like, I don't care. Um, I'm sure they would light it well enough that the fighters could see each other across from the across from each other in the cage or the ring or whatever they should be fighting in. Um, I just think about like think about like Chuck and Tito, right? Like, yeah, when Golden Boy did that event. Like yeah. now, granted, Chuck and Tito are were in a different place in their career than Nate and yeah. Connor are right now, so maybe that was part of it too. It definitely um, was part of it. It just didn't feel big, you know yeah. what I mean? It just didn't feel big. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I guess Goldberg was kind of like iffy too. Like yeah. even them, I just don't know. I don't think they knew how to properly market those dudes. Right. And, I don't even know if they were really avid, were very avid in even trying to reach out to the MMA media. I think they just assumed it would happen. Or, or not media, but the MMA fans. Right, right, that right. they just assumed, oh, hey, if we put them on a card, Dolt. people will show up. If you build it, they'll come. If you build right. it, they'll come. And it's like, well. Not really. Maybe if it was 10 years ago or even further than that. Maybe if it was 20 years ago or something. Yeah, um, they had to convince people that they could still fight at that point. Yeah, I mean, that was a point where, like, are they even going to get cleared, you know, so to true. fight? So that was kind of weird. But, yeah. I mean. Maybe it's not a fair comparison then. I just the, that one felt like such a letdown to me, and I'm just so afraid that Nate and, and, and Connor are going to come together, and it's going to feel like that, or it's just like yeah. Eh. But I mean, on a on a fight like that, I I I guess I personally I don't need a big, um, I don't need a lot of fanfare going into it. I just need to see him in. Right. The ring and give them enough time to do damage just, against each other. Just give them both a microphone in a couple days before. And a couple days before, <laughs> you know, make you know, I, you know, it'd be cool to see them actually get on the scale, you know, make weight or whatever. But honestly, um, I don't even need to see that. Like, I just want to. <laughs> I would like to just see him fight. Um, same, but you know, same with this. I mean. Jake's done some crazy, you know, some of the weigh-ins and some of the other stuff that's leading up, you know, riding on horses in one show and doing other things with his giant robot and all this other stuff. Um, I can't fault the guy for, you know, adding a bit of spectacle in it. Um, I don't know if he understands that the guy opposite of, of him in this fight is not going to be playing too well with a lot of this shenanigans and stuff that I think that Jake's used to doing. And maybe that's – or maybe he's playing for that and, and hopes for some of that. I mean, because I think the first time he shows up with a robot and he expects to try to intimidate Diaz, it's not going to work. Right. And it might be kind of a little bit iffy when you see Diaz's crews hop up there and beat up on the robot. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm like, yeah, it could be interesting. So when I think of things like that, you I think it's going to be absolutely like baseball oh, bats to the robot. Dude. And I mean, like, it's just some poor dude putting that suit on. And it's like, <laughs> this guy has no idea. I'm like, if I was the robot, I would stay as far back and away from these dudes. Don't gesture. Don't even kick the robot head and face them because, you know, you're going to look at one of them wrong and then it's on. Hand them a couple of joints and let them. But I tell you, you know, and one of the things, too, we've seen multiple of these things. Even when Askren, when it was Woodley, other stuff. Uh, Paul had his crew out by oh, him. Oh yeah, he doesn't. I, I I don't think he understands the difference of his crew and what his boys think are hard and what's tough, and then like Diaz boys and like the lifestyle and like the brotherhood that those guys. It be it's night and day. Like if if shit popped off between uh. camps and like teams, um. The old Disney crew is going to have a bad, bad day. Um, they're going to be seeing all kinds of <laughs> flying, flying uh, elephants and, and, and fairy princesses and stuff flying around. Um, these, because these dudes are they're hardcore man. They're like they're a different breed, man. Yep. They 
eat together. They live together. They um, they literally put their lives on hold to be there for each other. And it's times that I've joked. I'm like, man, where one goes, all the 40 other ones yeah. go. But it's like that's how thick these dudes are. I, I mean, mean, Dana White, who has been around this a whole lot, yeah. isn't you know for the last 20 years canceled a press conference because even he realized like. Uh oh, this is gonna be bad. This ain't good. Like yeah. we gotta go. And I mean, that's the kind of thing that I mean. I hope, and I hope, because uh, I can almost see where, say, Jake understands that, and he wants to put a thing, but it tries to be sneaky, and like, oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna say we can only bring two dudes, but then, but then, then he then he brings his whole crew. I can see Nate just up and leaving, oh, 100%. And, and just being like, "F nope. you," you know, like you're not gonna do me wrong like that. You're gonna that bring stuff. your dudes, and you know, I'm gonna bring my dudes. But what would be kind of cool about that is because if his boys – I can only just imagine his boys just working their ways in through the, the side doors and getting to the back of the – you know, back of the, the, the seats, you know, and then see something wrong go and then just be like, oh, okay, you're going to try to do that to us and then shit pop off. Um, so, see, when I think about stuff like that, now I'm getting – I'm getting more now you want to come to Dallas. But this now one more so Dallas. than any other one. Because, I, I mean, this in terms of – because that's the stuff when I watched before, I'm like, man, I wish somebody had their crew there to just shut fucking Paul's crew up. Right. This crew is as – when it comes to MMA crews, this is one of the best ones right. in terms of, like, we, I mean, they don't give We saw that firsthand with, with Ben Askren, right? You, you, you remember because we just happened to be standing around that yeah. Ben was, like – On he, his own. He was having a conversation, and he, we could overhear him. It wasn't meant for our ears, but we could hear him. And yeah. he was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I just went to a photo shoot, and I was, like, by myself. And he's rolling in there with, like, ten guys or whatever. Yeah, and like, they that's told not, him not to bring – They told him not to bring anybody. Yeah. And Ben was like, okay, they said come alone. So I came alone. Meanwhile, he's in there with, like, ten dudes. Like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. So, so I mean, if the blueprint's been laid out, then, yeah, I would say, like, don't trust anything. Just bring your boys. Have them be close proximity. Yep. Um, but, no, I mean, so things like that excite me about the fight. Um, but that's the buildup, you know, know, in terms of the fight. It's um, a tall order. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very tall order. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean it won't be fun. And I'm, But, I'm again, at the end of the day, Nate, I think even the last fight we, we saw him in, I felt like, was there not just to collect a paycheck? I think obviously he wants to win, but in terms of like you know how hard do I think that he actually went into it like eight weeks out? Right. I think he did what he normally does, and then probably hit it hard a couple of weeks probably before, made sure his weight was good or whatever. And we're probably going to see the same thing here, you know, where he's going to work on his his timing of his hands maybe and other kind of stuff. Maybe since it's boxing and since it's you know post UFC or whatever, maybe. maybe but maybe. I, I imagine he's been enjoying himself a lot because it's post fighting career, right? You know, and I mean, I, I imagine this kind of like with like uh, Floyd when he does these exhibition ones. Oh my god! We know he comes in ready to fight when it's the day up, but do I think that Floyd's hitting the gym no. for weeks and weeks no. on end out? No, and I, I'm assuming that Nate's going to treat this like an exhibition, but. Uh, it's a professional bout. Jake's not. Yeah. And Jake's not going to Jake's, Jake's going hard. Well, I got the date circled on my calendar. Like I said, it's in Dallas. So anytime I can get back to Dallas and, and see family uh, to go along with a, a business trip, I always like to do that. You take the whole family out there? Yeah, take the whole yeah, family. Makes sense. It's a chance for my kid to see his grandparents and stuff yeah, like that. We could sense. go stay like one day at my dad's, one day at my mom's. So, um, yeah, definitely look forward to it. All right, I want to get your thoughts on this because I haven't, haven't, I haven't been able to pick your brain about this, about where you stand in the fallout of Israel Adesanya, and not the performance, not the performance, because the performance was fantastic, uh, reestablishing himself as champion, showing uh, that he's got some knockout power in his hands. I think a lot of people thought he was going to have to outpoint Alex Bejeda, uh, but obviously that was not the case. You know, how much he was 
uh, playing possum against the fence or how, how much he was really hurt, I think is up to your own interpretation. I, 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 to me, thought he was actually hurt when he got the two shots landed. But then he made fun of the kid. And it got brought up in the post-fight press conference. And I will be honest, when he said it, you know, it was like, who did you make that gesture? He's like, well, then I found this kid. And he started, and he's, and he's laying it out on the mic. I am like, wow, you are a jackass. You know what I mean? And I was thinking about my, my own kid. I mean, you know, obviously as a dad, I'm like, man, how do you make fun of kids? But I'm not going to lie, since that night, Talked about a little bit on the end half, and I didn't. I didn't try to uh, persecute the guy and say, "Oh, classless individual." I was just like, "Eh, maybe you don't need to make fun of kids, right?" But I was like, a little, little, little uncomfortable. But I'll be honest with you. At the time, that night, I had totally forgotten about that original footage. Yeah. And then once I went back and saw the original footage, so here's where I stand now. If after that original footage, so I, so I went back and watched the original footage, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I totally forgot about how his kid just fell, like right there, like hits himself with the bottle or whatever and falls down. Yep. Like that's pretty, that's pretty shady. And then I saw some people pointing out that not only is that what originally happened, but I guess Alex at some point in the buildup to either this fight or the last fight uh, showed that, like on his Instagram or, or whatever, and like kind of brought it back to light and was like, ha ha, look at what my kid did, ha ha ha. So at that point, because I always say. Race, ra- race, religion, family, race, religion, family, leave it out of it. But, yeah, you just said it. I think the fact – now, let, let's say that had happened, right? Let's say that whole – the kid had come in there, fallen down, done the thing, and then Alex had come out in the week afterward and been like, hey, just really want to apologize for the actions of my child. He, he, you can tell he's a young kid. I'll explain to him that this is not okay, and we promise you it will never happen again, and sorry about that. Yeah. If that had happened and then Israel had done what he did and made fun of him, I'd say, bro – He's a kid. What are you doing? So, yeah. But the fact that he did it, there was no apology ever issued. And not only that, it was doubled down on it. Some point along the way. See, I didn't realize he brought it up during fight week. That, fair game. Yeah. Fair to game. me, that kind of makes it more fair game. I mean, I certainly – you know me personally, but I'm kind of a shithead. I, I chuckled when I when I saw it when I when I when I heard it. What happened? I was like, I was like, bro. You know, I mean, it definitely was a bit cringy. But I mean, honestly, I mean, the kid. I remember when I was. I remember stuff that I did when I was, whatever, five years old, six years old. So I would have been in what? Was it five years old? Six years old? Yeah, that's kindergarten. So I was kindergarten. I remember shit that I did. If I right. did some stupid stuff like that in the middle of an arena, I would think my dad would put me off to the side and right. whip my ass and be like, "Dude, you look like a jackass out there. What are you doing?" But if they thought, if they took it home and celebrated, and probably was like, "Oh, he's so funny," and then I bring it back up during the fight week, I would expect that, hey, it's fair game, you know. And it wasn't like he said it to the kids. Like I didn't go physically close to the kid and make the kid whatever. He was like thirty feet away, True. pointed at him, not doing like intimidating him, like right, right on top of him or yeah. something, where the kid was like fearful for safety. Yeah, or something I mean, like that. I mean, who knows? And then I mean, I know some people are like, oh, but it, and the kid was clearly upset because of course uh, he his just saw dad, his dad, got, dad knocked got knocked out. I mean, it was cool when you horrible. see that one side angle where you see like when Alex had him up against the cage and was hitting him, and you see the kid jumping up and down, and then you see the hits that bring him down, and then you see the kid mm, yep. drop, you know. I mean, that's a lot of range of emotions. Who knows how much he even actually really was there. But, I mean, you know, at least caption all. So you would think that if Izzy pointed, the kid actually was looking at him and seeing everything. But, you know, I'm not going to jump on Izzy, I mean, and be like, whatever. I mean, especially now that you say that the guy brought it back out. I mean, was it a little petty? Yeah, pretty petty. But but he wasn't right. He's not not as close as to me to you and be like, hey, little fuck, you know, and doing anything. He didn't. Threatened didn't the go kid. physically intimidate him. He didn't even him. say the kid's name. Yep. He just pointed at the kid, and the, they had that connection because they understood it. And I'm I'm fine with it. But I am too. I, I think guess it's I'm free a dickhead. You no, know? No. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, 
you know, yes, he was a kid, but I remember when I was when I was that age, I was still wise enough to know that the shit I did had ramifications. Yep. You know, and again, it was playful. He was like, "You played the game. The guy played it back at you." You know. Yep. Who knows? And I like that, you know, like I think how you even phrased it in anime, if it was an anime story, now that kid's <laughs> his story arc has been created. That is funny. And, and in, you know, 15 more years, he's going to be challenging Izzy somewhere, you know, in a, in, a, in a street fight. And Izzy will have to honor that. You that know, would be some, per the rules that would be some anime straight up life, anime movie shit uh, right there. Izzy will have to honor the, the match because he, he he's like, you, you. You challenged my honor. You you hurt my father, and then you disgraced my family when you did whatever. <laughs> He's like, I challenge you to one-on-one combat. Uh, that was pretty funny. With yeah. the, even Izzy had to kind of like laugh at that. Like, ooh, wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He kind of laughed. But yeah, you but know no, what? I, mean, I, just, I wasn't. I, I didn't cry. I mean, I know every, everybody immediately wants to run to Twitter and start putting their own like, oh, I think it's a travesty. One, cool, good. Who gives a fuck? You don't need to go on to Twitter. Just be upset it and then get on with it. You know, I, I'm always it always cracks me up that everybody feels like they need to you know run to Twitter to you know uh, be the first to say, oh, I think that was terrible. Somebody somebody like my thing and then agree and comment. You know, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I get it, but you know, whatever. I mean, the more that you drag it out, the more it makes it bigger than what it was. Yep. It was in a, it was in the uh, heat of the moment. Is he still, you know, like you could tell where his head was. I mean, he was still, you know, so emotionally moved by the moment. Walks across oh, the cage. Yeah. And then I think there was that moment where he was like, oh, shit, yeah. Let me go back. Because he had been thinking about like, man, if I get the win, I'm going to just rub it in that little fucker's face, you know. Um, but, you know, who cares? I mean, he's not doing it right now to a kid that was five. Right. He's doing it to a kid that understands the thing. So he's not yelling at a five-year-old kid now. Yeah. It's however like many, 12 or 13, 12 year old or 13 yeah. years old, kids in middle school or whatever. It, the kid understands the game. I People agree. need to stop thinking that he's yelling at a five-year-old kid. What the kid did, yes, when he, he was five years old, is he took it, you know, put that inside of him, and then had his boogeyman beat him again after that point had happened, you know. Right. So he was waiting for his part of the story to go, and he was telling it to this kid. But the kid's a teenager now. I mean, like, everybody's yelling at him like Izzy's busting the chops of some five-year-old kid. The kid's not five anymore. What When he did his thing, he was. But still, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm a dick. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not – look, I, I just I, – that's where I stand now too, man. I, you know, the night of, I thought – again, and I wasn't I wasn't the guy that was saying, oh, like, oh, my gosh, what what is Israel saying? This is ridiculous because I understand. But the night of, I was like, ooh, I don't know about that, bro. Like, making fun of a kid. But then when I, when I thought about it, He's reflected on it. Old. He is 13. There was never an apology made. There yeah. was ne- And, again, it was brought back up. So, I think it's fair game. I yeah. think it's fair game. And it wasn't the worst thing. If if, if the world's going to die because of what Izzy did to this kid yeah. in a little payback, like, now, again, there's you, many, you, many, much worse things. You made a good point. Had he, like, ran out into the crowd and, like, got up on him, or, like, now that the kid is, like, the physically kid, scared. Like, he was I physically think... scared. He never called his name. He never said yep. whatever. He just pointed whatever. I mean, like, there's much more real shit that people need yeah. to be upset about people doing shit to kids out there than what Izzy did to this 13-year-old, 12, 13-year-old kid. Weird you know? stories in the news about that stuff. But, Dude, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I think this young boy will be okay. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll survive. <laughs> uh, all right. The PFL season will be getting underway. The UFC is going on as well. I know you've got, uh, what, you got Nolan King out there in Kansas City? Yeah. All right. MMA Kings. Nice. Boy, his camera has been messing with him. Poor guy. He's been he was he was a ball of stress. But what I love about Nolan, Nolan gets he grinds, man. He does his shit. But when he got on site, um, 
tested his gear. <laughs> what a what an idea. Wow, what a theory. He? he was like messing with his gear just to make sure everything was good, and he started seeing that there was some a good example for people. Yes, don't like, wait till you're at the don't event wait to till test you're at your the event out. to test your gear. There's shit always happens, and his camera's been acting up and doing some weird stuff with SD card, so it was like not reading. At one point, it wasn't firing up. And it's like, and he was freaking out, and this is. 12, 14 hours, 16 hours before an event. Imagine going on site and then having it to the point where um, something's not working out and then not being able to reach somebody to right. like, hey, talk me through this. But he did it. But yeah, his camera's giving him some some uh, some issues. But uh, but I was, I still, I mean, like, I want to give him props because I was like, dude, good on you to like check yeah. your shit out because not a lot of people do that. I mean, how many times do we come? I mean, people forget stuff. People forget little things. Sometimes. All that you sort know, of stuff. Don't happens. have a memory card. Don't have a battery. But if your camera doesn't work and you show up and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, well, when's the last time you fired up your camera? You're like, oh, well, last event two weeks ago. Eh, there that's might be example. something wrong with that. Good example you know? for the young ones out there. Yeah. Props on him. And that's a reporter. That's a reporter. Yeah. Props on him. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen out there. I'm intrigued by this fight. Obviously, uh, won't be covering it, but we'll certainly be watching it on television. Um, this, this to me, and, and I know you and I were here at this media day, and we'll talk about PFL in just a minute, but I just want to get your quick thoughts because um, I know we haven't had a chance to really see all the footage that came out, but I saw some of the quotes that were coming out about Max Holloway saying, hey, I'm still very much focused on getting myself back Ooh. to a championship opportunity. Um, the cut looked rough. I'm looking at this picture of him. Ooh. Not looking good at 145. <laughs> Let me show you this picture. Oh, whoa, yeah, that's uh, oh. Max Holloway looking a little rough. Maybe that 155 title might be something <laughs> a little bit more worth chasing <laughs> overall. Well, I want to ask you because to me this is this is uh, I mean this to me. Let's I just mean, blame the camera. Let's just blame the camera. That's, well, a, bad, said, that's a bad. You camera said shot. The, you said the camera yeah, wasn't working real well. Yeah, the uh, camera, camera did him wrong. Look, this is definitely a number one contender fight for Arnold Allen. I just don't see any other way around it. This dude has yeah. been on this extended win streak. You know, getting a former champion underneath your your belt would be phenomenal. It would certainly uh, get him to be. Uh, into the next championship fight. Now, as far as Max Holloway, I don't know that it stands as the number one contender fight. Certainly, if Yair Rodriguez could find a way to upset Alexander Volkanovsky, I imagine you know that opens the door for Max Holloway. But you've also got to imagine, too, if Yair does beat Volkanovsky, Volkanovsky's going to get an instant rematch, right? I mean, he always granted the rematches to, to Max Holloway. Uh, he's been a phenomenal champion, so you got to think that he, he will get that. So I don't know that this necessarily acts as a number one contender fight for Max Holloway, but it is crazy to think how young Max Holloway still is as long as he's been in the game just because he started so young. So uh, I'm a true best. I don't know what the stakes are necessarily for Max Holloway. I feel like it is a number one contender fight for Arnold Allen, but uh, in terms of who you're picking and who you're thinking – I'll be honest with you, just knowing as, as good as Arnold Allen is, and I feel like I'm disrespecting him here, but I just have a hard time picking against Max Holloway, man. I feel yeah. like this dude, outside of Alexander Volkanovsky, is the second best featherweight on the planet, and I'm having a hard time picking against him, but I know there is that time, right, in, in every career where the young kid comes up, and it's 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 the next wave's time, you know, and is that that, that time now? I guess that's where we're about to find out on, on Saturday, but... Uh, where does your intrigue stand on this bout? And, and uh, man, are you are, are you thinking that this is Arnold Allen's time to ascend, or is Max Holloway still the one? Man, uh, it's tough, man, because I, I I agree with you completely. Allen's been on this just crazy sort of like rise towards the top, you know, and he's kind of been doing it 
you know, not under the radar in a sense, because I think the people that know who he is and, and understand what he's been able to do have kind of been seeing this guy do right. his thing, you know. But but he's not a big trash talker. But he's not a big trash he's talker. Not, I mean, he's not he, a big social media grabbing headlines. Yeah. And, and and there's something about that. I think that I think what gra- people that love good fights just sort of gravitate towards this dude because he brings it when it comes to fights and he doesn't talk a lot of trash. Um, but man, um, in terms of like. I, I do agree with you. I mean, it's going to be hard to deny if Allen can get through Holloway. It's going to be hard to deny to deny him the fact that um, he should either get next or this. I mean, I don't know who else would be the number one guy to, to compete against. I mean, um, I just feel for Holloway, the stakes are much bigger in the sense of do you stay in the top five? Do you stay? Where do you where do you kind right. of stay? I mean, I wouldn't see him going below the top ten, but then you start questioning, you know, is there still a point, a place for Max at the top? Because, I mean, if you can't beat the champ and now you're beating, if you get beat by the guys that are now vying for the the title contender spot or getting that next title shot, and I'm not trying to, like, retire Max or whatever. I mean, I just wonder what other steps could there be because if he can't get through Allen, I start wondering, um, is it maybe time to – is there another move to make or is it the time to kind of step away? It's and crazy because Max sort of is 31 years old. 31, yeah. but his his body's been through some battles. Yeah. He, he's, he started so early because I, I can't remember if he was 19 or 20 when he came to the UFC, but he was a baby when he yeah. came to the UFC. I feel like and, we've, watched him, we've been watching him forever. Yeah. You know? And like, but you're right. I mean, like, just like you said. I mean, he's been through battles. He's been through these wars. I mean, and when we see that greatness of Max, I think it's funny because this is one of those fights you you almost hope. And I, I picked Max because I assumed that this would be one of those ones where the Max we all know is in there um, shines because he understands that you know if he wants to get another shot, that he has to keep knocking out these top guys. But you know, he's had <laughs> lots of shots. Against Volkanovski, I know, um, and I just don't see the UFC rushing back for that. You know, I mean, um, I was almost surprised they made this matchup. To be honest with you, because they do get put, and it's a weird position to be in, right? Because you know you're not going to give Max Holloway another shot yeah, right now. You just run the risk of killing a contender. That's right. And so, yeah. how many times do you repeat that type of matchmaking where you're like, "We got a guy that's almost there. Yeah. Well, what if he beats Max? Well, what if he doesn't? Yeah. You know, then what do we do?" Could just put him in the Hall of Fame and let him let him go out. <laughs> He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, 100%. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, if he wants to keep fighting or whatever, I just wonder if there's other moves. If he can't get through Arnold Allen, um, I think those decisions within his camp and his team need to figure out what makes sense. Are we happy just staying near the top of the division, staying in the top ten, getting these paychecks? Um, I think Max in his heart wants to be the champ again. Um, but then you just start running, you know – who then do you have to go back to to get back even to a contender spot? You know, how far do you – I don't think the drop is far if with a loss here, but – No, um, he's still right there at the top, but you just start wondering where, where do you go and how much is your motivation and, you know, do you want to beat several yeah. guys to get back to the top or do you do you try lightweight again and see if that, you know, maybe it goes better for you the second time around. Obviously, um, you know, when he went up to face Poirier at 236, I think we all thought, whoa, uh, he does not look – big enough to be a lightweight but maybe that's changed you know what i mean that was also uh 2019 so maybe yeah. you know the body has changed a little bit over the last 
you know, four years or what have you. So yeah. it's, and, it's an interesting one. And you see this pick. I mean, he looks really, really drained. And I was kind of reaching out. I was like, dude, is this is, is this just a bad shot? Or, I mean, like, what's going on? How's he looking? He, he doesn't have facial hair, so it's kind of throwing everybody off. But he said he looked pretty drained, and his voice started cracking on his, like, second and third answer. So he's severely dehydrated already. And, and, and it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. That doesn't bode well. That's 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 going to make the rest of the week extremely hard, and that's going to make being able to recover and perform at your best really really tough. I'm I'm doing the math in my head. I'm, I'm probably going to switch to Alan at this point. <laughs> I, and, and there's no. I mean, I'm not saying that. That's just me trying to not use my no, heart. I know because my heart wants Hearts Holloway, Holloway to win all day. Who's all day not a, long. Who's not a fan of Max Holloway? Yeah, everybody's a fan. It's of just Max it's just when you see things like that, um, and you know. At some point, you just can't – I mean, they always say you can't bet with your heart <laughs> um, because, obviously, you know, um, we'll homer on Max all day long. But, man, um, if he's hurting like this on Wednesday, um, that's going to be iffy. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see because they still got a press conference to do. So, I guess we'll have to see how that works Are out. Are they doing a press conference out there? Oh, no, no, no. It's not a pay-per-view. No, nah, they're just doing a – It's not a It's not a pay-per-view. Oh, just on ESPN. God, just a fucking fight night. Oh, just a fight night. <laughs> Crazy man. That's that's even, even right there. Just kind of like makes you like wow. Crazy. But at least still the main event. But um, yeah, that doesn't bode well though. I mean, but I mean, I guess we can't really look into that stuff too much. That's just us doing MMA math and trying to put weird factors. But it's hard to to not pay attention to that sort of stuff. If if you're already severely dehydrated and you still got days to go, um, that's not good. It's not good. That's not good. I would understand if it was like the night before, maybe when they're in that last stretches or something. That just shows that he, he might have. And I mean, this is the problem as fighters. Like you said, he's not even old. But as they get further on, further on, it just gets harder and harder to get down to that point. And uh, at some points, just depending on your body, you'll see them do everything that they've done before, but their body just doesn't want to play right. right. It yep. doesn't want to give up those excess pounds. It changes. So they do everything that they, they can to that. try the to get those numbers. They make yeah. it, it impacts your body. It impacts, yeah. you know, everything about you. And it's weird because they're like, we're doing everything that we always do. We're doing everything the same, you know, and something just doesn't happen. And there's always weird other little factors that come in. Sometimes the, even just the hotel setup is, is off. Say there's not a proper sauna, you know, that they have access to. And if that's part of it, it kind of throws it all off. So then they start doing weird balancing acts and another, okay, well, if we do this, you know, we can maybe make up for it and then things start to show. But yeah, to see that right now, media um, day imagery is a little bit concerning. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a bit hot. It was hard to kind of hard to see, but again, that's just because you love Max. I'm like, man, I hate seeing, I hate, you hate seeing anybody that you respect and appreciate looking rough before they're getting ready to get into a fist fight. 100%. You know, and especially against a kid that uh, legit has um, stakes to, to be one of the possible next guys vying for it for a title. <sighs> I mean, you know his motivation is not going to be questioned. <sighs> Tough one. All right, we'll see how that Am plays out. now? I know. <laughs> can I make myself depressed? I'm I think depressed. it did. I can feel, can feel the energy in the room. Kind I'm of depressed now. Like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll be on ESPN. I'll say, card on paper looks like it could be a lot of fun. Edson Barbosa versus Billy Corantillo in the uh, co-main event. Dustin Jacoby versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Uh, Tanner Bolzer versus Ian Kutalaba, which could be crazy. Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez could be a lot of fun. Clay Guida never in a boring fight against Rafa Garcia. Bill Algio's on the card against TJ Brown. The, the fight that I just do not understand why it's on the pre 
prelims, Brandon Roy Vall versus Mateusz Nikolaou. I, I do not understand. I, and I, and I, look, I'm one that doesn't really care too much about card structure. I know a lot of people, like, they just bitch and moan about, why is this here? And sometimes there's different reasons. Where it's like, well, they want it to air in uh, prime time where this kid is from. and it's come, But this is an American and a Brazilian, both in the top five in the flyweight division. It's on the prelims. Um, you know, maybe it's just because I, I don't know. That one I don't understand. Uh, Zach Cummins and Ed Herman is on there, which is crazy, man. Ed Herman been around forever. Jillian Robertson versus Pierre Rodriguez. Lando Venata, always fun against Daniel Zellhuber. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, Bruno Brazil against Denise Gomez. Aaron Phillips versus Gaston Bolanos. That could be a lot of fun. Jocelyn Edwards versus Lucy Pudilova. That could be a lot of fun. They both like to scrap. So I, I really do think uh, we're in for an entertaining card on uh, Saturday in Kansas City. Fortunately, I'll be watching it from my office, and I'll get to enjoy that one and, and uh, take it in. Meanwhile, Friday night here, PFL continues on. It is the third installment of the PFL's regular season series in 2023. Uh, the first series happened in Las Vegas. They'll go out to Atlanta later this year, and then, of course, uh, they'll have their playoffs and finals, which I have not seen all the details uh, for that announced just yet. But this wraps up in Las Vegas. Uh, a, a site that they say uh, that they plan on coming back, you know, whether it's every year or, you know, just, you know, he, here and there, they say, don't, you know, don't expect this to be a one and done for us. Um, and, and I like to hear that because I like as much MMA in Las Vegas as I can. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the PFL seems to be doing good things. So they're doing kind of an interesting card set up. The first five bouts on Friday night will be on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And then the final seven bouts will be just ESPN Plus. So it's kind of like they're almost doing the main card first. And, and then they're doing what would be kind of, I guess, the rest of the card. I don't want to call it like post-limbs. I know they, they like to really say, and it is true, you know, it's one of the things I like about the, the PFL. All the fights are kind of connected to each other. So as they say, like, every every fight matters. It's, you know, so it's not really a preliminary card and a main card. I did hear somebody, uh, I believe, on staff refer to this as the overcard. And if that is an official term yeah. that they're – I'm hoping that that is just something this, Trying to put one this over person you. made up. Yeah, because an overcard – we're not making that a thing. Uh, but basically your your headliner will be Olivier Aubin-Mercier uh, coming back after his championship-winning performance and taking on Shane Burgos in his PFL debut. Um, it was interesting, right, because today we, we talked to Shane Burgos, who uh, he's moving up a division. Of course, this is going to be lightweight now. He's not fighting at featherweight. And he explained very openly, he's like, look, there's just no way I could cut down to 45. He was always a big featherweight anyways. Big featherweight, right. Yeah. He said, there's no way I could do it. But I got to say, man, him at lightweight, dude. This was like the this was like a different human being, Shane Burgos. Like he's never yeah. he's always a nice guy, right? But yep. you could, but he's always just like on on fight week. It's just the energy's not there, and you just think like the focus isn't there. And uh, it, it's just incredible how much ten pounds can make because that that is by far the best mood I've ever seen him in on a yep. fight week. And he seems to be in a really sharp place. One hundred percent. But man, across the across the cage. OAM looked as super focused as as anything, man. That's gonna be a tough, tough matchup for Burgos. But Shane's always been super tough. I mean, both these cats are as tough as it comes. I mean, you know what you're gonna get in this, and that's gonna be a lot of just in your face throwing down. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be bleeding. Somebody's gonna walk out. Somebody's gonna probably go out on their shield. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I thought Burgos looked great in terms of like, yeah, he's yeah. one of those guys that, again, I think this is because he always seemed big. Um, at the division he was at, um, he just looked more fuller in the face. He looked happier. You know, he was smiling. He was joking. Part of that, too, is, I mean, it's the start of the season. Everybody's, you know, for a lot of these guys, so they're all 100%. 
they haven't taken any it's, it's damage. It's opening day, dude. Yeah, everybody's got the day. everybody's got the same record. Everybody's yeah. got those that feeling of hey, I can. It is cool, right? Because I mean, everybody really does have the same opportunity to yep. hey, if I can rattle off four wins here, I did like I his mindset. Yeah, I liked his mindset as opposed to OAM's like it's a it's brand new, whatever. You know, he wasn't wanting to sleep on his laurels, but I liked how Burgess is like no. I'm going against the champion, you know, the guy that just won the belt, you yep. know. So in a sense, two different mindsets. Like one guy, you know, is trying to stay hungry by saying, no, I'm starting at nothing. You know, I'm not going to look at the, the past season. I've got to work for it so I can get another one. you got the other guys like, I can't take this guy lightly. I'm going against like the number one guy right from mm-hmm. the get-go. So you got to come out firing hard and his body's feeling 100%. So it's really, really neat like that, you know. And we've seen that across different different guys sort of embracing – one of those two like chains of thoughts you know you got one person that's like you know yes the past is the past yeah i might have won you know took that million dollar check but that was last season right. you know like this season everything's brand new we're all on the even footing you know i'm not i don't i'm not defending anything because it's brand new you know i think that was one thing that sadabu had said when we did the media day mm-hmm. at uh extreme couture right you know he was treating it like it's a brand new it's a brand new season you know the past is the past everything's like whatever um, so it's it's just really really cool and I mean like that but that's a huge that's a huge fight I mean uh, big one it's big so technically it's, it's number five out of twelve but it'll be kind of the main event on ESPN and that's then they'll get to those but I you know Olivia it, it's it may be worth watching as well Olivia Olivia Aubrey Mercier main um, event of the overcard is that what it was it is the main event of the main card and then uh, Sadabusi and Gerard El Salawi that would be the overcard okay. main oh, event that's the overcard, that's the okay. overcard okay. headliner okay. alright we just made it a thing it is a thing now it's, it, it is the no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just confused just I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to get it working in here overcard somebody gotta work on it but I, I, Olivia Mercier, I thought this was interesting and I think um, it just goes to show and it was backed up by this. So so Olivia Mercia says, look, he kinda thought about retiring after after winning the million, you know? He's like, yeah. I, I won the title, I won the million and you kinda wonder, like, do you want to keep doing this? Right. And it is a unique challenge because in no other organization do you win the title and then you got to come back and start at the bottom of the mountain, right? You're, yep. you're, it, no, you're not going out there and defending your belt. It's it's opening day, and it's, it is like a team sport. You know, you're the defending champion. I mean, maybe they have like uh, some kind of scheduling ease or something, but you you basically have to go out and do it again. You know, you don't get yep. to go defend your title. The Super Bowl winner, the World Series winner, the Stanley Cup winner, right? On game one, they're tied with everybody else with zero yep. points, and so you heard uh, OAM say that he kind of thought about maybe I'm done, you know, but then he then he kind of. Uh, said that he, you know, he, that he kept training and he realized how much his passion for it, and so he got back into it. But he concerned me a little bit at first. I'm like, is his head totally in this? But Hausch Manfield said the same thing. He was like, you know, because he won two seasons ago, right? Yeah. He was like that that dream scenario, the Cinderella story. Wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament, you know, won the million dollars. And he straight up said, last year I realized he's like, for the first time in my life, for the first time ever in my life, I didn't have to worry about money. He was like, That's I awesome. bought a house, I bought cars, like. I, I, Cars. I, you know, I got, I got, I got nothing. Like I have no need for money. And he's like, yeah. and so I went into the season last year thinking, um, Hey, I, I'm just going to, you know, I'll go out and fight and have fun and I'll get it done. He's like, and that didn't work. So I had to go back and get my edge back. Um, and, and I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think it's, it's kind of tough for these champs. And I think it goes to show, you know, when you see the guys that have won it a couple of times, you know, you look like an Anton Schulte or something that's won it, you know, even Kayla Harrison before yeah. she got upset, you know, how difficult it is to go and repeat it 
because you kind of get to the mountaintop and then you got to start over again. Yep. And, and you know, is the fire still there? All those things. I I uh, I don't know. I I, th- I, th- I think it's interesting. So OAM scared me a little bit. It was backed up by what Hausman Fio had said. But I think by the time OAM got done, he made me feel more like no, yeah. I, I am in the right the right frame. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's got to be that's a nice problem to have, you know. Having that money and then deciding, hey, is it enough to stop? But then you pay a bunch of way in taxes and things, and <laughs> then you're like, huh, that that million's not really a million, is it? <laughs> it's not really a million. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we've seen we've seen multiple guys reach the pinnacle, uh, and then you know, start to wonder if if the challenge is enough. You know, is the challenge still there? That desire to to rise to that challenge again, yeah. when when you've been fighting and working for something so long, and then you finally are able to enjoy the the fruits of your labor, you kind of want to take some time to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor. Right. You know, um, but again, this is a sport where um, time time doesn't. Uh, the more time that passes, it's harder to just keep this sort of thing. So it's like if you if you want to keep doing it, you got to keep doing it now. Well, and Kay- Kayla Harrison used to mention this a lot too, and and OAM kind of put it out there today. It's like. Not that it's a, an advantage to not win the previous season, but like remember, you know, us that were in the finals, we had to fight in November. So anybody that didn't make the finals, like they haven't fought since like August. So yeah. they, they've had plenty of time to rest, relax. Even Hausman Field, who didn't make the playoffs, yeah. said the same thing. He's like, look, I was devastated, but at the same time, he's like, I had some injuries that I've never taken the time to get healed right, you know, and I was able yeah. to do that. So it is. I mean, it's it's a grind, man, to win this thing, and it's you got that. That that opportunity to win a million bucks and it's life changing. It's not quite a million that you get yeah. to take home once the tax man's done, but it's still you still get that that more, big paper check that says a million on it. But you still got more money than you've ever had. That's yeah. for sure. And then, but but then it's that grind to come back and do it again. And, yeah. and and you you've got the quickest turnaround of anybody in the tournament. True. You've got you know you were the busiest last season, so your body's been through the most. So um, I don't know, man. I, it's it's a challenge, but I I've become a fan of this PFL format, man. I I, I really have. I, I felt. And I've said it before, but I'll just say it again. If you haven't watched the PFL before, watch a card. Now, I will say sometimes they get a little bit criticized for their pacing, and it does. Um, I, I think this one should be better because you got five fights that are, on, that are on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Remember, when they're on ESPN, they usually have broadcast windows that they need to fill. They have yep. commercials that Commercial they need breaks. to fill. Oh, Once they get to ESPN+, Plus, they can just kind of go. Yep. And, I'm, and I'm hoping that's what they'll do because some of their cards do seem to, to drag out a little bit. But the, the way that when you watch a card live – you know, every fight relates to the other fight because it's like, okay, yep. well, he got a decision. He got three points. Oh, but he just got a first-round finish, yep. so that's six. Yep. And, and it's it's not like, you know, a, a UFC card. There may be, you know, seven divisions represented or whatever, but it doesn't really change anything. You know what I mean? This one, everything changes in the card. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat, uh, especially because the, the, the PR team sends out uh, updates sort of after the events happen so you can kind of see where the standings happen. So, I mean, that stuff really makes sense, and, and it – builds up you know as the season goes on you know every time a fight happens it's neat to see the real um the real sort of ramifications of previous fights you know where you feel like on some ufc cards you're like yeah i know this guy beat number four but there's no guarantee that he's going to get the fight three two or one after that because number eight might have a be a great shit talker and right. skip the line when you have the point system, when it starts getting to the end, there's no skipping the line. Yep. You know the people that are in the season. You know the people that have the possibility of making it into the finals, um, and it's really cool. And and in terms of like watching the broadcast, I love I love the use of the screens, the backdrops, the walkouts and stuff. Uh, it's just really really neat. And visually being here in the room um, when we were 
when we did the the PFL one, just being in that space and actually getting to see the walkouts with the in with the use and with that nice cool video screen background and all that it's other cool, stuff. Man. It's so neat. Yeah. It's super, super neat. It kinda reminds me of like the old Pride stuff. It reminds me of some professional wrestling stuff, mm-hmm. just the use of the screens and it just it's very, very elaborate and it just looks really, really cool. So there's some really neat spectacle stuff that I think the PFL does really, really well. Yeah. You're right. Some of the pacing on some of the nights um can just be a little bit slow, but um Honestly, I mean, it doesn't bother me. If the fights are good and there's a little bit of a long break, it doesn't bother me. Right. You just need the fighters to deliver that, you know. But in terms of, like, the, the spectacle and how it looks, I love the way that the, the setup of the backdrop. And you're going to see more of that because I'll be at the ceremonial weigh-ins, which are going to take place tomorrow. Right. The officials will happen in the morning and then the ceremonials. And even during the weigh-ins for that, you know, they bring them out from the, the opposing flanks and stuff. And they got the names and the backdrop and all the other stuff. And it looks it's just it's cool it looks yep. very very cool you know so in terms of that you know when it some of the stuff that you get i appreciate the ufc i in the sense of i know exactly what i'm going to get mm-hmm. on those weigh-ins it's down to a t but in terms of spectacle um i kind of like the the screens kind of pushes it over the edge for me when it comes to the pfl yep. ceremonials um it's just neater. Yeah. It's just neater. It's just it's just more production value. I don't need to see octagon girls up there to make the stage for me. Like the the cool background and then just seeing the fighters face off is what it's all about, you yep. know. So uh, I almost have to I kind of have to tip my hat to the PFL no, ceremonies. They, they do a good you know? job, man. They really do, man. It's a good looking product on TV. I mean, you can make fun of some things that they do, like you know the 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 kick speed or whatever and stuff. But yeah. I mean, they're just trying, man. They're trying. they're trying to bring some some kind of statistics and some kind of how do you measure, how do you evaluate, you know the I think, what do they call it the the phantom cam or whatever, where it's just like, bro, it's just like a depth of field yeah. thing. Like it's we we got it, you know. But I don't, but it's cool, right? I mean, they how just dare you. I don't, <laughs> it's so funny. It's the Phantom Game. And they got and they got to use the exact you know language. They, you know, you, you got Sean O'Connell there. He's going, ah, oh, look at the Phantom Game. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It's just, it's just, it's just a camera. But still, yeah. but I appreciate what they're trying to do. And it, and it is, it's, and it's a little bit different, man. And I think that's what everybody, I think is is figuring out, man. I think all the other organizations realize, like, look, if you're just gonna do UFC light. It's not gonna work, you know what I mean? Like, there's not that. So if you got to do things a little bit different, you got to present it in a different format. You know, you get again. I, I, when they first launched, I thought the point system was gonna be kind of gimmicky and was gonna be like, "Come on, what are we doing here?" But I really like the way the standings work and everybody controls their own destiny, and uh, it's cool, man. Uh, St- we talked to Stevie Ray today. By the way, he was in good spirits, man. Was really uh, hopeful about his his young daughter, of course. That um, there was the big fundraiser for as well. She's set for surgery. Um, Something uh, before. For his second fight, he's, he gave shout-out to his family for really holding down the fort and, and allowing him to focus. So he said, hey, um, for anybody that's worried that it's, it's, it's a distraction, like it's not. And, and he was really thankful of um, he, of everybody. In fact, even you know, thanking Dana White, of course, his former employer, who, who came in with uh, a $10,000 donation. And then, yeah, that was cool. So pr- pretty cool of him. I think he mentioned even Sean O'Connell. I mean, to put in like $4,000, which oh, is awesome. Awesome, you know, really, really cool as well. So good for him. Clay Collard was here. Clay Collard has been in some very, very exciting matchups uh, in his time in the PFL. He is must-watch TV, man. He is, he is as exciting as a fighter there is on the roster. Um, and he said he's totally changed up everything and is ready to, to, to really do some damage this time around. So uh, Sadabusi, as you said, was back as well. The defending champ has moved full-time. You know, he was uh, kind of came to Las Vegas last year, and as much as he misses Sweden, as much as he loves being there, he just kind of said, man, 
the recipe was good. You know, it worked. How, how can I leave here? You know what I mean? How, how can I go away when this is what clearly helped me get it done last time around? So uh, he stayed out here. So it was. A, I thought it was a good media day. Good turnout. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed I only got to do one of the three events uh, that was in Las Vegas. I was so excited when I heard they were doing a three-fight run. And then, you know, ended up having scheduling who's conflicks for yeah, two of I'm them. Like, uh, who's fault that? Uh, who's you know, yeah, I was a little bit bummed. Hey, listen, this, the, the scheduling conflicts, yeah. the decisions have to be made. It's a, so. good, it's a good problem to have. It's it is a good, a good problem, problem to have. have. Uh, so, anyway, I'll be tuning in on Friday. Again, I like it, too. Even when it's, whenever it's Bellator, whenever it's one championship, whatever it may be, I really like it when the major promotions aren't going head to head, and that's what we have this weekend. We got yeah, PFL awesome. on Friday, we got USC on Saturday, so you can take it all in, uh, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, weekends of fights like that are fun, and mm-hmm. then we all get to relax on Sunday. Because I hate when they're overlapped. Uh, yeah, when they're yeah. over, it's just hard. It's hard. It, I can't. I know. I know some people have like multiple screens open and stuff, but like I can't yeah. focus it's on so more than focus. one at a time. Yeah. Like I just don't. I mean, I see the results, but I'm not really like processing what happens. Yeah. Like, I can only really watch one at a time to really take it in. And especially if we're, we're having to participate, like there's a lot of times I'll, I'll put another event and we're in the back of the room and then we're expected to watch a UFC fight to understand what we need to ask the fighter that's coming out to interview right. while trying to peep on another screen. It just it never works out. You just it just ends up just becoming a, a blur. You don't you don't take get to take any of it in. But in terms of like this, being able to see, uh, be able to pay attention on Friday and then see fights on Saturday, makes it good. It's gonna be a good weekend. I love it. I'm looking Should forward be good. to it. Two good cards. Two really good cards. I think it's gonna be. And again, I think both these cards are gonna be excited. So I think we're gonna have some entertainment value. Certainly for all the folks over at Patreon.com/slash the MMA Roadshow, we appreciate the support over there for the little. $3 a month, you can sign up and help support the show. Uh, obviously, that helps us out a ton. And uh, we do the exclusive and a half episodes over there after every UFC event. Now, uh, I won't be on site for the UFC car, but obviously we'll talk about what we see on television. Maybe if we can get a little news and nuggets from the from the cold coffee squad, uh, he can hear from our man Nolan King that pass along any nuggets and tidbits. Uh, but I do kind of like enjoy those as well because then I actually get to to see the broadcast. I'm talking Because a lot of times I'm talking about a card and, and people are asking me questions later. Hey, did you hear on the broadcast this? Did you hear on the broadcast that? And it's like, no, I, I actually didn't. So uh, this time on the and a half, we'll get to talk about that. And of course, we'll talk about uh, PFL and, and, and what we see there as well. So yeah, and I apologize. Somebody sent a message to our, our roadshow Facebook and they had a question. I apologize. If it if it's still timely and it makes sense, uh, I'll try to uh, get it and we'll, maybe we'll answer it in next week's show or something like that. I feel bad. We're really bad. I'm paying attention to our Facebook one. I don't really go on there that often. So if you send a message there, I would either sit or maybe it was through the website. Well, I apologize. Somebody sent a message to us somewhere, and I, I meant to write it down. Blame it on Coke Coffee. Yeah, but it was my fault. But we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get it into this week or we something. We had the uh, we had the communications team over the Costa Coke Coffee. Gonna, they I'm had gonna, it all. I'm gonna sit them down. I'm gonna sit them down. Uh, <laughs> when I get back, I'm like, how how dare you not give me my my post-it notes before I walk out? And, uh, <laughs> That's the communications team. Yeah, the supposed to give me a post-it note. But uh, I apologize. We will try to get to that question. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate you know whether it be Facebook, whether it be on the website, um, whether it be Patreon, obviously through Patreon because we love you mofos the most. Yes. Um, but uh, appreciate you guys reaching out to us, and we'll try to be better um, paying attention to some of that stuff and getting getting you questions answered and stuff like that. But um, I guarantee you send a message through Patreon. We will not miss it. We'll see that one. <laughs> we'll see that miss it. I just don't – I'm barely bad at checking out the uh, Facebook. And I know on our – even our own website, I get sent those messages, but I just 
I just forget about them. We'll be better. We'll be better. We'll, be better. we'll talk We'll talk to the communications team and yeah. really make sure they streamline the processes. <laughs> Some things are getting kind of messed up there. All right, well, listen. We're going to get lashes when I get home. <laughs> get them good. Uh, thank you to the PFL team for allowing us to uh, use this uh, room. They're actually asking me when we're done. So they, 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 they didn't break down so that we could use this room. I mean, Aww. I know. Isn't that nice of them? So kind. Nice. They were like, take your time. But let us know when you're done so that we can break down the room. I'm like, you could have just broke it down while yeah, we were talking. But that's that's the kind of kindness that we get from the PFL team. So thank mm-hmm. you to them. We highly recommend you check out their product. We highly recommend you check out the UFC as well. And, of course, check out the and a half episode on Patreon.com slash the May Roll Show. I'm going to go jump in uh, traffic right now. Go try to get to my kids' uh, jujitsu practice. I might delay it just a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to edit this podcast here and then see if traffic dies we'll down a little bit. Stay out as long as possible. I know. It sucks. Oh, well. We deal with it. It's hardly ever traffic here. Once once it's all done, then we'll get to see an F1 race here. This I'm going to be interested to see how that Are you going to actually out. try to go get tickets? No. Have you oh, seen how expensive those I tickets are? I was like, are you really? Oh, no, no. no. Somebody can be better some like trying to, trying to get off on the side of the road just to watch them. Like, hey, is that a car? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> How long do we wait till the next time around? <laughs> oh, they, they're expensive tickets, man. Some yeah. of those some of those uh, hotel packages that they were putting together for F1 is crazy, is it? man. Yeah. It's crazy. That makes me laugh. I got a message. Like Hilton Honors is one of the hotel clubs that you know. I know you. I'm sure you remember. Sure. They sent me a message the other day, and they're like, "Thank you for being a member. You ever thought about vacationing in, in Las Vegas? We have deals that come." And I was like. <laughs> You need to update your mm, records, please. Do you not read the profiles? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on the Vegas. But, yeah, I can imagine the hotel stuff's going to be crazy through that. But uh, should you guys want, I can work on Airbnb for a slightly $1,000 a room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to put that out because somebody <laughs> will take me up on that. Someone Actually, my niece up. my niece and her boyfriend are uh, big uh, PFL. Uh, P, what is it again called? Uh, F1? F1. Yeah. Uh, he's an F1 fan, so I might let them come out and, and do that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm not going to go there with them. I'm like, here, go on. Well, you can stay here, but you, you just can get stay my here, tickets. You can stay here, but just go. Yeah, go on. So, uh, but yeah, no, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. But Awesome. Well, a Las Vegas home game this week that's not taking place at the USC Apex. Uh, kind of unique situation yeah. for us. So, we appreciate it. Hope everybody tunes in Friday night, Saturday night, and uh, enjoys their weekend. See all y'all over at patreon.com slash the MA Show this weekend for the and a half. And for everybody else, just thanks for listening. 